Welcome to the Make Better Photos and Videos podcast. I'm your host, Ross Chevalier. This is episode number 109, and this time we're going to talk about presets and creativity. Hey folks, I'm going into this episode understanding up front that the topic and my position on it may offend and even drive away some listeners. Sorry, but not really sorry. Who of you remembers Paint by Numbers? They were great exercises for aspiring artists to, in theory, learn a bit about how colors go together, how light plays on a subject, and would result in an outcome that the painter could be proud of. I know that when I finished my very first one, it was of a horse, by the way, I was very proud because it matched the box pretty much exactly. I showed my parents and they told me I had done a fine job. It looked like the box. I was so confident, I then embarked on my own unassisted paintings. They were, in the majority, unsuccessful. Apparently, I could fill in lines and put the right colors in the right numbers, but creatively, to do my own paintings, I needed to practice. I'd learned almost nothing from paint by numbers. I was eight at the time, and sometimes photographers are still stuck at that level. I don't have a lot of data to support this assumption in terms of quantitative data, but I actually think that there are more presets for sale and for download in the photo space than pretty much any other editing aid out there. I used to wonder about the usefulness of these offerings. I don't wonder anymore. And I've come up with some conclusions that support why presets remain popular with some people. In fact, I've been able to map out a sequence of scenarios that true creatives can go through around presets. Unfortunately, some never get past scenario number two. Let's start with scenario number one. You've ostensibly made a photograph. Very often, this is actually not a made photograph. It's a snap picture. But you look at it and you say, goodness, this should be much more interesting than I'm seeing. When I look at it, it's kind of boring. So let me run through a stack of presets to see if I can find a way to make this image interesting. This should tell us right up front that the image was captured without vision or intent. And our whole goal here is to try to find a way to make a boring image less boring. Maybe we should stop here because it's not going to work. It doesn't matter, though, because people do it all the time. A proposal that I would offer is that if you don't see an interesting image in your camera, get your finger away from the shutter release. Great images are made, they're not snapped, and slapping a preset on one doesn't make it better. The second scenario is when you want to make your image look the same as someone else's image. This really is modern-day paint-by-numbers. No real thought, no creativity, just a stamp. We find these presets all over the place. In fact, most editing software presets come out this way. One of my favorites, and I'm being as sarcastic as is possible, are the Ansel Adams black and white presets. What they attempt to do is apply the processing decisions that Mr. Adams made in the context of his entire creative process, but to do so digitally and not in a chemical darkroom. They don't make your photographs look like Ansel Adams' work. They make your work look like you applied a look to your image that may cause an uninformed viewer to think that you've actually done something creative. 
Nope. There's no creativity here. It's simply paint by numbers. In the third scenario, where we all hope to get past to, or more correctly, get to and move through, you've got a vision in mind for your image, but you're struggling with how to get there. It means you've made the image with some intent, with a plan, but may not have the whole path to your outcome fully mapped out. So you look at some preset outputs and see one as a starting point to get to where you want to be. So you apply the preset, but then you stop and you look to see what the preset's done. What changes did it make to the image? And by the way, if the preset keeps all of this information a secret as to what changes it made, it's pretty much useless to you. However, some of the better presets actually show you what they've done. So now you look at that preset, you see what it's done, and you start to teach yourself what you could have done yourself in the future without using a preset at all. Then, because it's only a starting point, you proceed to adjust your edit until you achieve the look that you want that is your own, not someone else's. It's not entirely a creative process, but because you don't stick with the preset as output, and because you invest time to learn on how to get from where the preset took you to where you want to go, it is a learning process that builds creative muscles. It's not a bad step at all, so long as you keep moving from here and don't stick here. A learning exercise is a great thing. In the fourth scenario, this is where you don't use a preset at all. You manipulate the image in your editor of choice to tell your story your way. Expect to fail many times on route, but in the end, the work is going to be your own. You can certainly have been inspired by another creative, but you get to where you are without being lazy or being stupid. Good for you, because it's your work and it's no one else's. Presets are not an end. In the best sense, they are a means to help you achieve a unique end. Presets are no different from LUTs. They are effectively the same thing. Or a stock post-processing technique. You know, something that you read about on the internet or in a classroom. That's basically do this, then do that, then do this, then do that, then do this, and do that, and do the same thing every time. They don't engage much of your creative muscle. And they do nothing to demonstrate your uniqueness as an artist. They make you a photocopier. A case in point is a recent class that was delivered on Kelby One on making dramatic architecture photos in black and white. Many members took the class and have posted images that they processed after doing the class. Every image has jet black skies. Every image is high contrast. For the majority of them, there's no creativity involved at all. The individual has demonstrated a clear ability to follow instructions. As a school project, the work is ideal. As a creative expression of individual vision, not so much. My own personal analogy is the use of gold text in designs and layouts. I've done shiny gold text in layouts on a number of occasions. Clients have been uniformly satisfied, and some have even commended me on my creative vision. And that's nice, but it's not true. There's no creative vision in making the text look shiny gold. I have a repeatable process that I've learned over the years, and I do the same thing every time. It's not creative. 
it's photocopying. That there are many steps in the process to make the text look the way that I want it does not contribute anything to it being creative. It's just a workflow. No creativity involved whatsoever. Another person recently asked me how to achieve the look a photographer of small children had in her Instagram postings. The images that she had posted all had the same warm, subtly soft look. On a single image, if it were well-composed, well-constructed, this look could be seen as pleasing, and I can understand why folks might like it. However, sprayed onto every single image, in particular those that were poorly composed or stayed or repetitive, it was the visual equivalent of really bad fast food. Unsurprisingly, the Instagram photographer offered her style for sale as presets. Woo! Now everyone with a credit card can have exactly the same look. The epitome of a complete lack of creativity. Whether you as a photographer use presets in your made image is entirely your business. Just don't lie to yourself about the creativity therein, because there isn't any. Now I'm talking about made images, not snapped pictures. Snap pictures aren't photographs in the true sense anyway, so spray painting them with someone else's vision doesn't change their disposable nature in any way at all. So, go ahead. Hey, it's your work. You should do whatever the heck you want. Just keep a real open mind as to what is creative and what is not. Do you have an idea for an article, tutorial, video, or podcast? Do you have an imaging question unrelated to this particular post? Send me an email directly at ross at thephotovideoguide.ca or make a post in the comments. When you email your questions on any imaging topic, I will try to respond within a day. If you shop with BNH Photo Video, please consider doing so through the link on thephotovideoguide.ca, as this helps support my efforts in producing this content and has no negative impact whatsoever on your shopping experience. If you do find this podcast, the videos, or the articles on the site of value, please consider clicking the donation tab in the sidebar of the website and buy me a coffee. These donations go along to help me keep things going here. I'm Ross Chevalier. Thanks for reading, watching, and listening. And until next time, peace.